We have a special guest. I think actually I should say hello. Hi, it's James from the Hotspur Way podcast. This is the all serious Tottenham Hotspur podcast and we're talking about all things Tottenham Hotspur. With me, I have Rayanne, who is part of the... Actually, Rayanne, do you want to tell us which podcast you're on? Hello, everyone. I'm Rayanne. I'm from Bavarian Podcast Works. We cover everything Bayern Boo. Munich and the German national team has to offer. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Sorry. And we have Perchy. Hi, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. How are you doing? All good. All good. In Cyprus at the moment, and it is boiling. It is, at the moment, 10 past 8 in the evening, and it's 39 degrees. There is no sun, <laughs> and it's 39 degrees. So we're rivaling Dubai right now. Nice. Anyway, because people haven't tuned in to listen to the weather, especially in Cyprus, what we're going to do is we're going to batter Rayanne for the next 10 minutes. I'm joking, Rayanne, we're not going to batter you. But what we do want to know is, how much do you want Harry Kane and how much are you prepared to put on the table for him? Well, um, if I'm being honest, I'm not, re- I'm not sure I'm ready to put 100 million euros down for a 30-year-old who has a contract expiring next year, but it seems the board is very ready to do that and it's not my pocket money, so... I'm all for it. Can you ask them just to go away? Can you like send them a postcard and say, fuck off, you know, just uh, go buy Lewandowski back um, or something? I mean, look, it's I, I, tempting, but no. All right, I need to ask a question, right? Because I've got a lot of questions. I didn't know that Bayern behave in this way. Maybe to you it's normal, right? But but since the whole thing that happened when one of your presidents came out, Uli Hoeneß, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, came out and he said what he said. I found that a bit funny. And I thought, wow, he's got, he's got you know, Tim Pot bollocks. I mean, well done to him to come out and say what he said. <laughs> but then you even had someone from Build, which is a tabloid, fly all the way out to Thailand. It was in Thailand, right? I think it was, yeah. And, I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, and put on a bit of a circus show. And so I thought, hold on a minute. Is this the way Bayern normally behaves? And I spoke to some other friends of mine. And they said, well, what normally happens is because they're so far superior to every other club in Germany, they normally get what they want. And it's that's understandable, by the way. You know, I get that. But call it, Ryan, what's going on? It's It was, I mean, look, I love the way that Ange Postecoglou dealt with it. You could clearly see that it was a bit pissed off. But the way he dealt with it was yeah. just, was was perfect. What was um, what was the feedback from you from you guys? I mean, have you guys been speaking about it on on the Bavarian Football Works podcast about this whole situation? We just had a bit of a laugh, to be honest. Uh, it happened last summer too. There was a fan who showed up at a preseason friendly with the Delict shirt on when it hadn't been announced yet, and that got a few laughs around as well. It's the same situation here, but I haven't seen it with any other transfer in our case. Uh, the case of Uli Hernes is an interesting one. He's always been known for being very outspoken about yeah, whatever he wants to be. He's argued very publicly with even the Bayern fans during shareholder meetings. So this is nothing new for him, but he is returning to the position after a few years away from it. So it wasn't typical Bayern behavior of the uh, the Rummenigge and the Herbert Heiner Bayern Munich. Right. And if, if Kane does come, I mean, do you actually think he's going to? What what do you guys feel? Do you think it's a done deal? Do you think like it's it's done or what's your standing on it? 
before I go into uh, the next Sources question. in Germany have reported that it's a done deal. Uh, Kane arrives either this summer or the next. Um, I wouldn't mind either. As long as we get a world-class striker soon, I'll be happy. And I think Kane is a perfect man for the job. I'm willing to wait a year for him. Uh, German sources, once again, are also reporting that Kane is ready to wait a year, but we haven't heard the same from English sources, so it's all a bit conflicted. All right, so look, I I, I can see him coming at the end of this season that's 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 coming now, the 23-24 season, but I don't think Daniel Levy got the memo uh, where apparently he's, uh, he's on his way to you guys. And from, I don't know him personally, but um from from seeing how he's behaved in the past manchester manchester united won't do business not with tottenham hotspur with daniel levy because of the way he yeah. is and so bayern munich have ticked everything on the to-do list on the how to piss off daniel levy to-do list do you know what i mean and it's um it's interesting to say the least well, the thing is, United and Bayern have very different kinds of owners. Well, the Bayern don't have any owners, but the people in charge of transfers, like Uli Hoeneß, Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, Jan Christian Driesen, these guys are all very strong-minded people. They're not people who back down from someone like Daniel Levy. If I had to pick one person who could probably go uh, in a battle of egos with Daniel Levy and come out on top, it would be Uli Hoeneß. He is so sure of himself, and he's always willing to go headfirst in things like these, and he cares so much about the club. It's not a case of something like um, the Glazers with United where they are, from the off, not willing to spend a lot of money and not willing to go into hard negotiations. It's a very different situation between the two clubs. Yeah, but you see, that's why I think Daniel Levy wins because Daniel Levy doesn't care about Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Perchy, over Fair to enough. you, mate. Um, see, I've got this thought with the whole Kane to buy Munich thing. I think... I, I've, I agree with everything that's been said. I think... I think I think this is the first time Bayern Munich have had to come across someone as stubborn as Daniel Levy when it comes to negotiating. I think we can all probably agree on that. Um, I just sit back and I just think I think this is a this is a conflict of valuation, and I think probably we all agree. But I mean it in the sense of what it actually means. I think with Bayern Munich, I think because everyone sort of said to me, "Oh, the first bid from Bayern Munich was about sixty-eight million pounds. It was eighteen million euros 75 million euros whatever it was less than that mate i think it was 70 million yeah it was 70 million euros it was 60 something million pounds which is but it it, well it is but the thing is is what you've got to remember here and um ram will be sort of vouching this sort of things i think it's the valuation side of things is very different for tottenham he's tottenham fans and tottenham in itself he's almost irreplaceable but you've got to play with one year left on his contract so for Tottenham, he is worth 120 million because the way you've got to look at it and go, the way that I always, I always will delve with this and sort of go, 120 million pound for Tottenham doesn't buy you a Harry Kane. I don't think we're going to buy another Harry Kane. We can't. It's just, I mean, we've got to be sensible here. I think the argument with this all for me, and I'll stand by this, is that for Bayern Munich, he's worth about 80 million euros, give or take. I mean, they'll go on lower, but. Because Bayern Munich know that if if they're struggling that badly, they'll go and get somebody else. And and they can wait a year to get him for nothing. So my my theory is I've been delving on this. There's people sort of go, oh, it's it's mad for the Bayern Munich. Oh my my Bayern Munich are just being disrespectful. No, I think they're not. I think 
I think they're sitting there going, do you know what? We're not as desperate to sign him as Spurs are to keep him. In fact, if you kind of get my theory with that, and because if I was Bayern Munich, I'd sit back and go, oh, well, do you know what? I'll wait a year. We'll sign someone on loan to the end of the season as a stopgap for the year. We'll probably go and win the league anyway. We do it every year. And then we'll get Harry Kane for absolutely diddly squat. And, I mean, is that worse? I mean, do we want Harry Kane to go for nothing? All right, so I've got... I've got- I've got two uh, points to to have a, a bit of a go at you on. Number one, oh, disrespect. Oh. I'll read to you what Google says. A lack of respect or courtesy. So the first thing is they haven't done what you've said. They haven't said, well, you know, we'll keep this private and Daniel Levy, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, how much are you willing to let him go for? And Levy's gone back to him, given him a price and they've said, okay, you know what? It's too much for us. We're going to wait a year. And, you know, Good luck to us. If he doesn't sign, then uh, with you guys, then we'll get him on a free. Thank you very much. They shake hands and go on their way. That hasn't happened. There has been a complete lack of disrespect or a complete yeah, no, lack of respect. Is that? Do you understand I what I mean? It's complete no, I, and utter that the way no, that I, they have acted. On, on that, do you know what it is? Is on that part. I get what you're saying. I get your. I get what you're trying to say here. But I think with Bayern Munich and Ram, you might be. Yeah, but I think you're better off with the German media in the sense of it, and it'll be good to get your take on this. As you mentioned, I think, Ryan, you mentioned earlier, Bayern Munich think they've got this done. So I think that it's like it's like a game of poker here where they've, at the moment, they've probably got two queens in their hand. At the moment, Tottenham are Tottenham are carrying a pair of nines, really, at the moment. I, I, no, I, I'll give you another and, analogy. So what's happened? What's happened? Bayern Munich are holding, uh, they're holding four aces. Unfortunately, they're not sat at the same poker table as Daniel Levy. And that's the problem. And I think, okay. what, so, so, sorry to interject, but I think what happened was, yes, did they meet with with the Kane family and, and all of his entourage and, and thrash things out? 100%, of course they did. That's how football works. It's a business. Yep. Okay, 100% did they. But you know what? Charlie or his dad, I can't remember his dad's name, Mr. Kane, Mr. Senior Kane, probably said to them, you know what? Um, you've got this little guy over in a, on the high road of Tottenham who... He won't budge unless you unless you really put the ball out. And they've come around. I'm not going to do a German accent, Ryan. You can do it. No, no, no. Oh, I'll try and do a German accent. No, no, don't you don't you don't worry. No, I'm not going to do a German accent. Don't worry about it. Uh, we'll 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 get this across the line. We're Bayern Munich. We know how to deal with things. And they came in with an offer of 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 sixty two million pounds, sixty three million pounds, seventy million euros. And I guarantee at that point, why was Kane still smiling and whatever on the training ground? Because him and his family are just, they've, they've done a facepalm and gone, we did tell him, right? We did tell him who they're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, we, we, mm. we did. We did. What, what, 70 million? What? But even City offers 75 million pounds. And I think that's the problem here. And so then I think it's been a bit of a shock to Uli Honus, who and Bayern as a board where they've gone, but you're willing to lose him for nothing? And we'll get on to Joe Lewis and, and the rumours that are, are going on about that. Now, I don't know if you know, Rayan, about Joe Lewis. He's the majority shareholder. He's in the Bahamas and Patagonia in Argentina. He's, he's a multi-billionaire. And basically, I'll talk about it now, actually. The rumours are, if you are to believe some of the some of the newspapers, that um, every now and then he steps in. Rayan, we, we have never heard the man talk. 
just so you understand. Yeah, we have never in, in since the year. Okay. So we're talking since the year 2001, where he bought the majority shareholding of the club. Actually, not the majority. Well, it was the majority shareholding. And then in 2006 or seven, they actually then, what they did, they did a share reversal and they, or a share, I can't remember what they call it, but they then took over the club completely, right? We have never heard him talk. But there are rumours that on some occasions he does put his foot down. This man is in his 80s, Rayan. He's, he's very old. He's, his daughter now is looking after his interests. And apparently, from the Lewis family, they've said, Daniel Levy, you either um, you give him a deadline to sign. This is Harry Kane we're talking about. To sign a contract or you sell him for this price. I believe those rumours to be true. And I'll tell you why. I'm a business owner. I don't have any shareholders, thank God. Hopefully one day my company gets big enough and uh, you know I can do an IPO and I can answer some shareholders. That'll be good and a bad thing, right? If I have to answer to shareholders, and let's think about it, the biggest shareholders are Daniel Levy, who owns nearly 30%, and Joe Lewis and his family who are in the rest. Then there are minority shareholders, including Alan Sugar. But they don't really have a say. But if you have to try to justify as a business that you have maybe lost £100 million. I don't know how you justify it. And I don't know how you justify it if Tottenham Hotspur at the end of this coming season don't make the Champions League. Because if they don't make the Champions League and then you lose £100 million, because that's what it is, I don't know how as a chairman you could justify it. And what I believe could happen is the Lewis family are actually looking out for Daniel Levy. I'll repeat that because I think it's a big statement. God, I'm bigging myself up here, aren't I? Um, I seem to be, I don't know, is everyone here talking? Because I seem to be talking to myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Perch has muted himself. So you understand how serious this is. No business, not even Apple, who are a multi-trillion dollar company can justify the loss of a hundred million pounds. They can't. And so I really believe in these rumors. I do believe that, that it's happened. And I'm just going to continue my little, my little, uh, my little rant. I've been on the wonderful and amazing filthy shambles podcast with spooky and hopefully spooky will be on soon on this show. And I can't, I can't wait. Ross was supposed to be on as well. He's, he's been on, on that show hopefully be on next week hope you're all right Ross and what I said when we were talking about Conte when he was here uh Ryan I'll let you come in a minute but when we when we had Conte I I came out and I said listen sunshine if I'm the owner if I'm Daniel Levy I'm going to say you sign this contract Mr Antonio Conte or you're gone this is your deadline it would be super hypocritical of me even though I would love every fiber of me would love Harry Kane to stay we have to give him the same deadline. We have to Agreed. say, this is the date. You sign it. If you don't sign it, then what's going to happen is we're going to wait for this amount to come in and you're going. And that's it. And then he can say, because he also holds two aces, let's say, if we're holding the two aces, then he can say, well, you know, it depends on the club. If Bayern Munich are offering 70 and that's the only club I want to go to because I don't want to, I don't want to soil my relationship with, 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 with Tottenham. I love the club. I'm not going to go anywhere else and then I'll leave on a free next year then at least Tottenham have done their, not due diligence, but they've done their groundwork to say, we did everything we could to sort out this £100 million asset. But then we go back to last season. 
How many times did you hear of leaks coming from the club that said Tottenham Hotspur had offered Harry Kane, or even after the Manchester City debacle, Tottenham Hotspur have offered Harry Kane a 400 or £350,000 a week contract? Personally, I heard none. I heard some ITK stuff. But you can always tell when the club leaks information. Okay, being in PR myself, you'll have journalists, I think I've said this on this show, you'll have journalists sort of repeating the same sentence. And that's when you know it's a leak from the club. We didn't have this. So yes, Daniel Levy, that is on you. That is on the board. So does he have to go? This is such a difficult one. He has to. He has to because I don't think he's going to sign. Unless unless a miracle happens, and that is that we um, we finish top of the league and we, we win a cup, then I think he could stay. Um, Perchie, do you want to say anything before I ask Rayanne a question? Yeah, no, I, I, I think you said that James absolutely bang on, mate. Absolutely bang on. I think we have to take the sentimentality out of here. And I think, I think the beauty for me is... is I haven't been sentimental now with it. I've lost the sentimentality of Harry Kane is gone for me. Like I think it went a, uh, last year, and I went. Do you know what this guy? I'm I'm ready now to see Harry Kane go. I think I'm seeing a lot of people going. I just I, I'm not ready. I think he should have been ready after the Man City debacle. I think from that moment on, everyone should have been on red alert, going. He's going to go at some point. We don't know when, but he will go. Whether we like it, whether we don't, whatever it is, what it is, um, I agree. There should, there, I think, as you're, you're right in the sense about the situation should have been sorted last year. If, it, if I'm honest, it should have been done after the Harry, after the Man City stuff. That's when, after that season, we should have had a plan and gone. Do you know what? We're going to put a contract in front of him, and if he doesn't sign it at the end of the year, we're going to say we're going to part ways. At that point that point then we would be able to command a 120 million pound fee for a player with two years left two three years left on his contract the problem is what you've got now is is we're now we're stuck at every day passing that value normally i always say value goes up when it gets to the end of a transfer window because players but when a player's got one year left on his contract or less than a year now that market value just diminishes whether we like it or not if the long and 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 thing is, is with Bayern Munich, they know that. If if what we what we're to believe that a deal is in place with Bayern Munich, but and that they are in the sense of that personal terms have agreed, that value just dwindles less and less the longer it lasts. And Bayern Munich know that because we could get they could wait to deadline day and go. Do you know what? We hold all the cards here. If you you either you either lose all your money and we will sign him in the summer in of the following summer, or you sell it to us at the price we put out, and, that, and that's the biggest concern. And you're right, a deadline has to be hit. If you're not going to sign Harry by this day, we are selling you at the price, and we are going to talk to Bayern Munich right now, and we're selling you to there, and you're gone. Hmm. So Ryan, the way that Tottenham look like they're going to be playing under Ange Postecoglou is that. The centre forward, so Harry Kane, we're not going to be too reliant on him. Uh, under Mourinho, Conte, there was a manager in between. I can't remember his name. It was really a counter-attacking style of play and we needed a focal point and we needed Harry Kane to not just drop deep but then to score the goal, so to be a number 10 and a number 9. At Bayern Munich, what, what kind of player do you do you need? Do you need that centre forward who's going to play in front of a two, 
I mean, how 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 would he play if he did join you? And I hope he doesn't, but it looks like he might. How would he play? By the way, you are muted. By the way. Yeah, so um, at Bayern, it's been very clear over the last year or so, as soon as Lewandowski left, that the attack did have a massive hole in it. Uh, Julian Nagelsmann tried to patch through it by adding Sadio Mane, who'd shown success as a centre-forward, but that was in a much different system to the one at Bayern, and he had a big drop-off even in his physicality, so there was a lot of gaps to be filled. It's very clear that Bayern's attack currently lends itself to having a striker who acts more as a focal point than a goal scorer. Because all of the wingers that we have, they're not very good at creating chances with crosses or from wide areas. But they're good in the half spaces. They're good at quick one-twos. They're good at getting in behind the defense and shooting pretty much. We have players like Leroy Zane and Serge Gnabry who consistently score more than they assist. But they don't have somebody to bounce off of. Harry Kane could be that guy. And even Ange Postecoglou's system seems to be shifting with the way that uh, Spurs have been linked with Dusan Vlaovic, who is very much the opposite of what Harry Kane is. Harry Kane is a player who contributes to build-up, who drops back and supports the wingers. Dusan Vlaovic and Juventus have been very much the opposite of that. He sits on the last line of defence. He harasses the centre-backs in the press. He doesn't come back to link-up play. He is the final link. He's there for the counters. And I think that's a very clear showcase of a change in systems. Even if you get someone like Jonathan David, he's a very similar player to Dusan Vlaovic. They're both physical specimens with not much to offer and build up. So, in the end, I think Bayern definitely need Kane. And I think Postigogli could do with a different kind of striker. So, you guys could definitely reinvest well. It's not a case of a bad deal all around. I, well, I, to be honest, I haven't heard the Vlaovic shout. But what you just described... I've. I know that we were linked with him two or three seasons ago when he was, I think he was at Fiorentina and then he went to... Fiorentina. Yeah, I think he went to Juventus. Where did he go? He went to Juventus, I think. Yeah, he went to Juventus in yeah. the January window. I don't think it worked out there, but I've never seen him play. Of course, I was so excited, like a little, I was like a little girl. Sorry, all you woke lot. Uh, when when we were announced to sign this guy because he's got such a fancy name, blah, blah, he must, he must be good. But what you've just said sums up the Postacoglu system. Where you, the, the main striker, his main role is to start the press. And then what you have is the wingers and the triangles, which are the two number eights and maybe one of the, one of the sixes or one of the six. What they do is they then follow up. And you just described the Ange Postacoglu striker down to a T. So I'm sort of a bit happier now and I'm, I'm tired and I'm sort of done with that whole Harry Kane situation. I'm not done with Harry Kane. You know, I I, I hope he stays. I really do. And I hope he signs and I, st- I hope he stays forever. Um, I really thought that he wanted to stay and, uh, and, and beat Alan Shearer's record. You know, with 47 goals to go, I thought that that was it. I just, I just believe that maybe what's happened is he says, look, I've only got a few seasons left. I need to win some trophies. I've won all my personal accolades. And at Bayern Munich, he will win trophies. I mean, how many trophies did you win last season, Ryan? We won, well, it was one. Actually, no, two. We won the Super Cup, too. Wow, so you say you, you win so many trophies, you don't even know how many. See, we, we haven't won one since 2008. <laughs> I actually don't know what it looks yeah. like. I mean, you could give me a, a can of baked beans and I would think that was a cup for me. I, You know, so he will, he will win... <laughs> Definitely, I would say, at least one trophy, possibly two. And he will have a good shout at maybe being in the quarter or semi-finals of the Champions League. And he knows this. He's not an idiot. Now, it's obvious to him. 
So, look, I think we should wrap this bit up. Um, Perchie, do you have anything else to say, mate, about Harry? Because I'm, I'm practically um, bored of it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The Harry Kane saga just gets boring and boring every conversation. But listen, I'm one of those. I, I, I'm with if we, if we if I take my Spurs out off for two seconds, sit back and go. At least, at least we can say Harry Kane's got ambition by going to try and win trophies. I listen. He could go to Bayern Munich and win the Champions League. He could be the catalyst that wins in the Champions League and gets them over the line. I just, do you know what? I think I'm in your camp though, mate. I just want it over and done with. I want it done. I don't really want to... I'm bored of the conversation. I just... For me, the quicker it's done, the quicker we can get on and move on. And as you said, in the Postacoglu system, we aren't so reliant on one player scoring 30 goals. We've just got to yeah. work out a system that we, we distribute those 30 goals on top of last season just to three, four, maybe even five players. Yeah, I, I can actually, Ryan, I can see Harry, even though it'll be his first season in the Bundesliga, I can see him getting 25 goals across all competitions. And then I think I, in this his second season, well, I, it's his first season. It, remember, he's, he's not a robot, right? He, he might go there. He might need some time to settle. You never know, right? But I think in his second season, if he if he... If he starts to take off towards the end of this coming season, he's there. I can't believe I'm saying this, by the way. It's supposed to be a Spurs podcast. But in the season after, I can see him getting 40-plus goals. Ram, what do you think? Oh, I don't think he can get 40. I don't, you have to have a Lewandowski level of ruthlessness in your finishing to get 40. And oh, he struggled to get uh, there. Harry, oh, you, you've not been watching. Yeah, you've not yeah, been watching, Harry have you? <laughs> oh, he's got it. Harry, he's... No, no. I know. I know. But Harry, the play styles are different. Movie, That's the thing. Lewandowski is a ruthless scorer. He's third in the Champions League. He has a better goal-to-game ratio than Ronaldo and Messi in the Champions League. Harry Kane oh. is a ridiculous finisher, but he's not quite Robert Lewandowski. Oh, Ooh, Ryan, I, Ryan, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. I tell you what. Yeah, me too. Give Harry, you give Harry Kane the quality at Bayern Munich that there is. Listen, let's let, let's not let let's let's make sure we talk it right. Bayern Munich are an, an absolute elite football club. They've got here's the thing, right? All, all I, across the park. I hear about Harry Kane does it, man. He will trust. He, you will love him. Trust me. I will love him. I will love him. But I can see him getting a thirty goal tennis season more than I can see him getting a forty goal season. But dude, but okay. So but the one thing I was just about you've actually you've actually sort of said what I was going to say. The one thing I would say, though, the one thing, though, that what you're going to get that Harry Kane's going to massively benefit on at Bayern Munich than he has at Tottenham is the reliancy will not be on Harry Kane. The reliancy of yeah. dragging teams over the line. You won't get that at Bayern Munich. They do that anyway. What you will yeah. start seeing is he will be the sprinkle of dust on your team that takes you over the line. As I said, the one thing is, is one thing I always hear from Tottenham fans, and I hear a lot of it is, well, Harry Kane hasn't won us anything. He's part of the teams that haven't won, which is factually correct. I'm not sitting there disputing that. But Harry Kane seems to be the only player at Tottenham that, at a remote moment, will drag teams over, drag Spurs over the line in a league system. But yeah, listen, that's that's the best I'm going to say. But I think I think if he does go to Bayern Munich, obviously we're not sure yet. But I think it looks very likely. I think you've got a player there that will massively, massively help you. And as I said, I think you'll be much more comfortable. You're, the reliance on Harry Kane to do well won't be there at Bayern Munich because Bayern Munich do well regardless. Well, it uh, it looks like the Hotspur Way pod, I can't even say it. The Hotspur Way podcast has sold Harry Kane. We have uh, not received <laughs> um, any commission. 
Rayan, you don't get any either. And um, damn, I know, I know, they get, mate. They get, know. They, get this, they get a striker. Well, you get you, you get you get a striker. You get our you? best player. Yeah, yeah we get to watch a world class striker again. Did you just? Like it's been forever. Did you just say sick on my podcast? Oh god, I feel so. I feel so old. Oh no! So I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, I feel old as well. Right. Would it, would it help you if I told you I finished my A levels four months ago? It wouldn't. Yeah, that right. no, that that yeah. makes me feel all the better, mate. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm an old man now. All right, mate. Well, thank you so much. Um, and uh, I will probably reach out to you again when Harry Kane has hit forty goals for you. Because I think he will. He might hit him. If you play that stupid preseason friendly that you've done again, you might hit him in two games. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. Um, oh, all competitions, I can definitely see him doing 40. But I was talking about the league oh. specifically. No, no, I was talking about all competitions. I think all competitions. All competitions, you hit 40. Easy. Yeah, yeah. You hit 40. Yeah, oh, easy. So it'll be 60. Then, yeah. Lewandowski hit 30 in November in his last season. So. Nah. Oh, dear. Nah. Yeah, it was insane. But he slowed down a lot in the second half because Bayern themselves slowed down. So, so the Bundesliga is not, I repeat, is not a farmer's league. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much. Um, Harry Kane, off you go. I hope wish you the best of luck, mate. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, take care, mate. The Premier League point gap was way more than the Bundesliga's. All right. Well, listen, oh, I actually, I, I, me, me and me, oh, I'll ignore that. Me and, me and Perch, you want to invite <laughs> on, your, on your BMW podcast. Oh no, Bavarian football. Work. Yeah, we want. Yeah, BMW on your BMW. Yeah, on your Bavarian football BMW. works. Yeah, yeah, on your, Yeah, we want to be on. And um, uh, you're you're welcome to. We can but, talk about how James Madison's coming to Bayern next season or something. Shut up. Oh, yeah. See you later. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Bye-bye. He's, he's about to go. Bye. Good. Got rid of him. Uh-huh. <sighs> Look, we said that when we're, we're not going to really do ITK, like that thing that he said about Vlajevic, I. I haven't seen anything that we're. I haven't seen any sources that we're linked with him. Look, I've, I don't, seen, I've, I've seen very sporadic sources when I've seen I, it, like nothing, nothing concrete at all. But I, I don't. Whenever I see sources, I don't care. I'm at the age now where I, I physically, I don't care. Mentally right. and physically, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? It's. Uh, I'm not like when I was when I was 14 when Jurgen mm. Klinsmann or 15 when he when he signed for us, and I was going potty and standing outside Cockfoster's training ground, and I met him. And he came in his beetle, and that's anyway. That's a story for another podcast. But um, he, the way that he described Vlaovic is exactly down to a T, and I'm, and I'm repeating myself, down to a T. How Ange plays his number nine. I'm sure that Harry could do it, but when it comes to pressing, is he as good as he used to be due to his ankle injuries, and, and now that he's changed the how do I say it, the fitness philosophy that he has, maybe not. I think uh, that's interesting, you know, because I yeah. didn't hear about Vlajevic. I haven't heard him linked to us since he joined I'd, Juventus. So. I'd, I'd be, I'd be amazed if we signed Vlajevic. I'll be honest. I think we'll, I'd be amazed. I think there'll be a big, there'll be a big elite football club that will want to get hold of him. If he are you, are you saying that Tottenham Hotspur are a big elite football club? Is is that? Have you come on here? And you're saying that we're not a big elite. Is, is that what you've uh, just said? I mean, you uh, even own a a YouTube channel that talks about Tottenham Hotspur, and you. Uh, I want you to make a video that says, by the way, guys, listen, I'm going to do a live stream for 24 hours. And in that 24 hours, I'm going to just repeat that Tottenham Hotspur aren't an elite football club. I oh, don't. Don't talk about 24 hour streams. That was uh, that was all fun and games. And I I'm, did, I'm sure it my, was. My, my, it was about raised loads of money. That was the big thing for that. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you. Raised more, more than you wanted to, which is awesome. So let's move on to point number three on the running order. 
in case our listeners have written this down, they're going, hold on a minute, but wasn't the Kane situation point number one? No, as I'm reading it here, point number one was introductions. Then we have the Kane situation. Then we have Hoiberg house hunting in Madrid. I think it's never happened before. Someone actually reading the running order to the to the audience. Point number four is our CBs, that's centre backs, are awesome. Number five is we've played too mm-hmm. many preseason games. Games, God damn it. So let's talk about point number three and over to you about Hoiberg house hunting in Madrid. You live in Spain, which means that you know every single detail that happens in that country. Please tell us about the real estate agents that you've interviewed and they've told you which houses he's looking at and how many bedrooms is he actually looking for? Does it have a pool and is it heated? I want to know this. Um, um, I mean, let's be frank and honest, it's not heated. You don't need to waste, I mean, you don't need to waste your money on a heated swim pool here in Spain. 32 degrees but he is um, from Denmark I mean they like heated <laughs> heated pools right maybe, they... maybe he might have he might he might just go and get no I'm not going to heat one what I'll do is I'll just have an outdoor one and an indoor one have just have two, two swimming pools but um but on, on a serious note when we're talking about um Hoybier, um listen I think it's time to go I've I think I've had this conversation with you on here many a time and just said I think right now the best thing for him to do is to go we can um and just but the only big issue we've got is is then if he goes, you've got to get someone else in whilst we're going to talk on the, the final topic, of course, which is obviously... But listen, I think I think it's the right time. The money's good. And, and do you know what? You know when I always say, I say all the time, I said, you know when players are just a good hit, a good fit, sorry. Players are a good fit. Hoybier to Atletico Madrid is a match made in heaven. A match made in heaven. He will suit the style of play with uh, Simeone, he will fit that club like a glove. And people go, oh, he's going to a bigger club. Yeah, that's fair enough. But it's, you know, when just some teams just seem to just match with a player, it fits like a glove and that'll be the perfect team for him. Well, it matches with him because he's got, what, another six midfielders behind him who can cover up any mistakes. In fact, when he's when he's, when he's trying to land a plane, you know, when he does all his hand-waving gestures, uh, yeah. you probably won't even notice it because the fans will be focused on the other five midfielders or six midfielders that are there I think yeah you're right it is it is the type of the type of club where he'll thrive at and to be honest with you I I don't really care when a player leaves Tottenham Hotspur I I sort of I don't care about them um although I was watching I wasn't at the stadium but I was watching it live when Bale scored that goal in the Copa del Rey is that right when he ran off the pitch oh. and ran back on again oh one of the greatest goals I've seen. That's yeah, so I um, I remember what happened there where I turned the TV on and as soon as I sat down, he then got the ball. And it was just one of those things that sticks in my mind. So I was sort of cheering him on like, yeah, he's, he's one of us. He's one of our own. So yeah, off he goes, which then sort of leads us into, if and those of you who are jotting down the running order, 3.5, <laughs> which is Bisuma being the number six. I know you don't agree. But I really believe that Bisuma is the pivot player because number six under the Postacoglu system isn't the Wilson Palacios. It's not It's not the Roy Keane. It's the Michael Carrick role. And I'll explain what that means. They sit in front of the back four, but they do push on. And what they have to do is they have to turn around the ball as fast as possible. Now, you tell me that Bisuma can't do that because I saw it at Brighton. Didn't see it last season. What well Conte, you fucking mug, right? But... But we're sort of seeing it. I mean, we saw it in all of our preseason games uh, so far, right? And I believe that he is the number six. And I think that, not I think I can see it, 
that him and Postacoglu have such a great relationship. Look at the guy yeah. smiling. Look how happy he is. Yeah, you know, it's not difficult to make someone in your workplace happy. And these two have clicked. And I think that what he said to him is, and I would, I would love to speak to Postacoglu in Greek, right? So I'm not going to do an Australian accent and say to him, Re, di due gamis. Basically, I'm saying, what did you see in him? I, I've, I've botched up the Greek, forget it, right? And I think that what he's done is he's seen that the guy, he plays the game three moves in his head before he's got the ball. Yeah. And he is the ideal player. Like Michael Carrick was that. Like Michael Carrick was so underrated. He would get the ball and right. he would he would thread a pass through. Same as Modric. He was what we call the pre-assist player. So yeah, yeah. before the assist, I mean, obviously that's what pre-assist means for dummies like me that's what Busuma's going to be but if you noticed as well he will go into the box because when we're pressing he's not going to be back with the back four up first of all there's not going to be a back four on a halfway line like and well mm. under Conte and Marina there was never a, a back four on our on our halfway line was there they were basically chatting to Hugo Lloris the way that he plays is you have the inverted wing backs if they're not part of the press sometimes on one side they are you will have one of the centre-backs pressing into midfield, the other one slightly sitting back on the halfway line, and the number six will be a number eight because the two number eights, one of them will be an eight and a half and the other one will be a ten. This is how his system is. So let's not think about, oh, we can't have Bissouma as a six. Of course we are. Of course we can, and I think we are. So I've won this argument, haven't I, Perchie? Well, I didn't get to speak. I mean, I mean, you can always win an argument when the other person doesn't speak. It's brilliant. And, no, listen, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too adverse. I love you loads, mate. Of course, of course. No, no you have to, your, your response should be, I love you too. Oh, can, can you say we'll it? See, I'll, I'm sounding like Flav, actually. No, you yeah. are. You do sound a little bit like him. Yeah, no. no Sorry. You're a lovely bloke. Of course you are. You, of course you are. Um, and you but, love um, no, Of course. Of course. No, thank you. Um, Still not no, said it. The bit I the bit I want to say, like I, I'm not too adverse in being a number six. By the way, I just sit there and I go, I, I see him in that sort of number eight role, that box to box, the energy that led. Whether whether he plays as a six or a number eight, really, to be honest, I don't care. I, he has to be one of the first names onto the team sheet. I think that's one we both agree on. He's one of the first names onto the team sheet because he's going to be the key in midfield, the massive key in midfield that unlocks a lot. And, I, and I'm going to be really, really excited with Basuma this season. I said it. I said it when we signed him. I said, and then yeah, and then Conte decided to just completely destroy a player's confidence and play him so wrong, and it made no sense. And I will. That was one of the biggest howlers of the man's career at this club. And um, but yeah, no. Listen, I'm not too adverse. If if for example, if we go out there and sign number six, that is a number six, number six. Then yeah, listen. No, I've got no problems. I'm playing with that. But it's one of those. If we don't sign one, I'm not against him playing there this season. But it's one of those. I want. I want to see the best out of him. Whatever the best is out of this player, I want to see it. If it is playing him as a six, and you play two two eights, Madison playing a bit more advanced in that three in the three in midfield, I'm not against it. If I said all along on the midfield three when Bentacore's back, you bring him back in, and you've got Basuma Bentacore and um, Madison, of course. Um, and obviously, before that, I want to see the likes of Pape Sar getting a chance. So whatever whatever the right role is, I don't mind it. As I said, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not sitting there and debating that it should or shouldn't happen. Um, but I think if at the moment I have no problems with it. But yeah, play him there and see if we if he plays. Let's just for example say we play twelve, give, take twelve months and go. Do you know what? Or 
even a few months up to January and go, fine, he's going to play in that position. And then we go, oh, do you know what? This person's come on the market that can fit us perfectly in that role. And we can put Basuma a little further forward to help in the final third. Then why not? It, it, do you know what? You're kind of in a win-win situation there because you've got a player that can play both roles. Nothing wrong with that, is it, if that makes sense? No, no. And I'm really looking forward to the game being called off tomorrow. And um, <laughs> then we, we we get to see, you know, more, more of the training um, videos on Spurs play. Uh, thank God they sorted out Spurs play, by the way. But, look, I, I think that the, the, the nice problem that we're going to have is we then have Bentoncourt and Bissouma probably being in that number six role uh, when Bentoncourt's back. I, Madison is definitely one of the advanced number eights. Then we have one of them, yeah. the middling number eights, which I don't know who it's going to be. You know, I've got a feeling that if it's not Kulisevsky, I think it's going to be Saar. And yeah. I might, I think it might be a bit of a shock to a few people because I've, I've seen a lot of people saying he should go out on loan to a championship side. Fuck off. No, no, let the guy develop. Okay, and it's not just about football what I'm talking about now. If you have anyone in your team, if you are a head of a department or a head of a company and you give people silly intern work, but you see potential in them and you never give them challenges and you never allow them to excel and make mistakes, they will never grow and then they'll probably leave you and they'll that potential that was unfulfilled at your company or your football club will be fulfilled somewhere else. And I think that we need to see this guy play because I think we have a bit of a baller in Saar. Yep. So, number four, our centre-backs are awesome. Have we signed any yet? Nope. It's fun, isn't it? It's fun at Tottenham, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't really up on the list of football positions that we needed to cover. So, I sort of get it. And I don't want to bitch about it, by the way. I know I'm trying to make a joke of it and we did on the last pod, like, where are our centre-backs? But it's, um, I think it's starting to get a little bit worrying, but I did hear on a podcast, I can't remember which one, it was a, a proper one, maybe an extra inch, where I think it was Bardi, might be not be Bardi, I don't know, sorry Bardi if you're listening mate, but someone said that Van der Ven has been left out of the uh, friendly that they're playing, that Wolfsburg are playing. And when that happens, it normally means that they're going to sign for another club other than Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I think that that the deal will be done soon. But I think that we need more than one centre-back. I mean, uh, just let, let me just finish this little rant a minute. We have Romero, which is, I mean, he's, he's lovely. He's a bull in the china shop. Um, Amanda on... On Twitter, she does these amazing drawings of, of all the Spurs players. And I told her, I said, darling, you should have given him you should have given him horns and a tail because you made him look so angelic, so so lovely. The guy slide tackles his son, and his son's like three and a half years old. Right. So we need someone to play alongside him. Romero also, not mysteriously, gets injured before every every um, international game for Argentina. And he's also injured slightly after that as well. He's got family to see. He's got a big family in Argentina. You know, it's fine. We pay his wages. It's not a problem, right? We can't have Sanchez, Tanganga, Dyer, or Davies. Davis, actually, sorry. Stepping in alongside. Um, if we do sign Van der Ven, just Van der Ven, we can't have that. And I know you can argue until we're sick of it. Well, we're not in Europe. We don't have another competition. 
guys, we, we're in three competitions this season going forward. Okay? We need centre-backs. And I'm pretty sure... I mean, even the guy from TIFO said, and I'll quote, your centre-backs are shit. And they are. Yeah. And they are. So true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because they are. And it's not like it's not like Postokoglu has a magic wand and just because he's he's inspirational and he gets the best out of people, you can then make someone have awareness and uh take them up a few notches across the field on their skill set. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, of course, for a few games you might have that, and then form plays a factor. But normally people settle back, especially at their ages that they are. It's not like they're, they're 18, 20-year-olds where he's going to, you know, they've got a high ceiling. As the Tifa guy said, they're shit. We need, I would say, three centre-backs. Maybe two that are definite starters. Because you're going to have Romero not playing every game. You can't have him playing every game. Because you've got to understand the high, tensi- high intensity that Postogogli plays. And so you can't have that. Then we've got the League Cup. We've got the FA Cup as well. Okay, so I think that we need three centre-backs. And the season starts in... Do you know when the season starts? 18, 18 days. You're counting down. Oh, I did a video about it yesterday, and it was 19 days yesterday. So I am counting down, yes. All right. Uh, give me your address as well, because I'm going to send you over a pair of a, a mic, because you're, you're cr- crackling and... Oh, is the mic cracking? It shouldn't be. Oh, I don't know it is. And we're recording now. This is pure professional stuff. So, uh, it's no, fine. it's fine. So, centre-backs, look, it is what it is. We can bitch, like, as, you know, until, the, until, we, until the cows come home, as they say. It is what it is. When we get a centre-back in, or two, or three, they come. Great, fantastic. Oh, I'm going to be so happy. But then again, imagine if Van der Ven comes in, and can you actually imagine it, that that he's actually human and so he comes in and he takes some time to settle you know this stuff happens so let's just learn from these mistakes and I hope that Ange over the course of this season identifies areas which need to be covered before the following 24-25 season starts and we address them quickly anyway we'll have Scott Munn in the house and well that will be sorted and by the way Ange and I've said this before on this podcast and other podcasts He's not a yes man. Absolutely not. He left the Australia national team because they asked him to change his style of football and he told them to fuck off in a very nice way and he said to them, where's my P45? Okay, and that was that. So if he starts, if if he's if he's being messed around by Levy, for instance, and if Longley, for instance, comes in and he's not his player, uh, anyway, I think, um, I think the fans will turn on, on Levy. They've not done that before. So, number five. We sort of covered it. We've played too many preseason games. What's your take on this, mate? Oh, I mean, listen, if you want to feel sorry, the man to feel sorry for is Ange Postacoglu in this situation. Um, I mean, imagine if tomorrow's game gets called off by the rain, which potentially isn't unthinkable. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully they've got a indoor pitch or something that they can at least have a kick about in. Uh, I'm just going to yeah, check it, it, weather in Singapore tomorrow. It's not good from what I've seen. Oh, it's torrential rain. 31 degrees, but torrential rain. Torrential it's not. It's wind. not. It's not thunderstorming. Thank God Friday was. So th- you know, it's it's good that that we didn't book a friendly there. Yeah, but this is this is the thing. Like, 
when are we it was someone made a great point is that when are we going to go back to um, you want to play south end old, don't you old school leighton orion south end i don't know go and play wickham wanderers reading and all those like I, do you know what i've always i can about, an, i can answer that i'll go, go and finish and i can answer that no i was just gonna say like it's um the premier league has obviously changed because of everything about the premier league is all that money now and because you never used to play teams in your league for friendlies. It was just never a thing. You never used to play, I don't know, Aston Villa in a friendly or like or West Ham. You'd never play that. Like, But since this sort of Premier League thing has gone to all this stuff in America and stuff, it's all, all, anywhere, all around the world, When it never used to happen. Does that, do you remember? You must remember that as well. Like that never used to play like your team in your, anyone in your league ever. It never well, used to happen. Well, being born in 1979, I can tell you that, yeah, it didn't happen, but I can tell you why it happens. So let's let's understand that Tottenham Hotspur is a company and it's part of a syndicate of other companies called the Premier League. And this brand is now massive and it commands yep. billions and billions of pounds yearly, right? So let's take a another look. Let's take a look at another company and let's look at Apple. So when Apple launched in 1980, if only I was old enough to buy shares, I didn't, you know, it is what it is. When they first started selling their their computers, they were selling to Radio Shack. They couldn't get people to buy their products. Fast forward 20 years, even to the year 2000, you still had various companies in the UK not stocking too much or too many Apple products. When the boom happened and the brand of Apple went universal, when I say universal, I'm not talking about Earth, I'm talking about past the Milky Way and across the universe. That's how big this company is. I liken it to the Premier League. You can't then have Apple going back and saying, calling up Radio Shack, I don't know if they even exist, and saying, guys, listen, uh, we want to start stocking you and um, because for nostalgic reasons. It, even though it's it's great to have that, it, we can't have that anymore. You know, the brand dictates what you do moving forward. And the brand uh, of Tottenham Hotspur is now huge. And again, we're part of a syndicated brand called the Premier League. And there are fans from all over the world, okay, who are buying merchandise. And they want to see these teams play and they're willing to spend top dollar. The other thing, the other the other entities that are willing to spend top dollar are, believe it or not, the sponsors. We are sponsored by AIA, and AIA are huge in Asia Pacific. So there's fireworks going off. I think there's a wedding somewhere in Limassol. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can hear them. Yeah. And and so sponsors also dictate we want you to play in the course of our five-year relationship at least twice in these areas where it's our target market. This is where our audience is because we're going to give you a big hoo-ha about what's happening and we're going to push merchandise sales and we're going to pick it back off that with our AIA brand and that's what it is. So it's all about the brand. Do you know what I mean, mate? I, I, no, I know. Do you know what? I get all that and I'm, I'm not even against all that. It's it's the sort of notion that we play Premier League teams, and I get all I get the whole concept of it. I, I'm not one of these. I'm not. I'm not like. Well, we're not playing it. Wonders. We're not. Oh, we did West Ham. Sorry, we play West Ham. <laughs> I, for, I forgot West Ham were a Premier League team. <laughs> but, but but 
But every year we see every year. Every, but I'm not just I'm not just talking about Tottenham. I'm talking about everyone. Like you've got Man United playing Arsenal, Chelsea playing Brighton. But you, you know what? what? I mean? Yeah, but I've just explained why. You weren't listening, were you? So the Premier League. If if we didn't have the Premier League, then you would say Tottenham can play someone else. So I, I sound like I'm really coming across rude and bullying you. I'm not. I'm not. I, no, I, I, no, I, I love no, you loads. Not at all. But it's 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 because of the Premier League. That's the reason. It's because we are part of this syndicate syndicated brand, which is the Premier League. And I don't think that AI said to Daniel Levy, listen, we want you to play West Ham. I really believe that what happened was other clubs who were far bigger than West Ham, and let's let's face it, there are at least sixteen clubs in the Premier League who were bigger, uh, didn't want or had um their fixtures, their, their fixture schedule fulfilled already. And so we had to play a Premier League team. And I think that's what it was. That's what it just came down to. So that's that's what it is. If, if the Premier League wasn't so big, we wouldn't be doing these tours and we don't have to be playing these teams, but like get used to it. I believe that what probably will happen is that you you might even have proper tournaments in pre-season. And I mean, if I'm one, if I'm, Let's say be in be in sports, be in sports are one of the biggest. They're in Qatar. Uh, I would love them as my client. If anyone's listening, come on, guys. And uh, they are one of the biggest spenders on the Premier League when it comes to TV rights. Okay. Yeah. Because Qatar realizes that through this, they then push their feed over all across the GCC. So that's Kuwait, um, Oman, Bahrain. Qatar, UAE, blah, blah, blah. And so if I am them, and and I, I hope they're listening, what I would actually do if I'm them, and I, as, a, as a fan, I hope they don't, but I think that what they're going to do is they're going to push the Premier League and they're going to say to them, listen, we will give you X amount more. We want you to push the Premier League season back. So probably the next rights are coming up this year, I believe. Push yep. the Premier League right uh, season a bit back because what we want to do is we want to have a mini Premier League tournament in a set of countries which we're going to dictate to you which countries they are maybe Qatar maybe across the GCC because now they're all friends again there's a big blockade with Qatar and Saudi yeah blah blah and so if I'm them this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to say we want the all 20 teams over here and it's going to be a two-week tournament and and this is what we're going to do and to do that, we, we're going to give you an X amount. And the Premier League is going to say yes. Obviously, what happens at this point is that the clubs have to vote. So it's not up to the Premier League. The Premier League has a voting standard, which is all 20 clubs vote on it. But if all 20 clubs are getting an X amount increase in their seasonal, in their seasonal budget, which is provided by the Premier League, by the rights that these companies are giving them, then of course they're going to do it. And so expect this to happen too. I'm really surprised it hasn't happened already. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm expecting this this to happen uh, in the next in the next tranche of um, rights sales. I'm expecting this to to actually happen. Of course, I've not heard this. It's just what if I was being, I would push for it. Okay, uh, because it's a no brainer. Number one, it helps with their sports washing. God, I need to edit that out if I want them as a client. But it helps with with everything with regards to their brand because it's being taking them there. Plus what they do is they then mount a whole series of sponsors on top of that mini Premier League uh, tournament 
and it's a win-win for everyone apart from us the fans who want to see us play on a bogged pitch in Southend yeah you know so it is what it is right we've been going for 55 minutes this is the third episode it is the third episode right it is the third episode season one episode three and if you notice what we've not done up to this point is we've not said guys can you um do this and do that for us and blah 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 and the reason why guys is this is a fairly new podcast it's not really it actually started in 2017 i started off with a lot of my mates here in cyprus because they're old fuckers they got bored and they couldn't be bothered even though i shoved the microphone in front of them they still said no i'm going home because we're in a pub straight after the game trying to watch it at the meeting pub if you're in larnaca go to the meeting pub it's a big spurs pub and uh then i met good old perchy who's fantastic and i said We've got to hit this off. He jumped on it. I bully him. He loves me. And so what we do... I don't bully you, mate. You know that, right? You don't. I, I love you loads. Right? And so we've got a sort of plan. What we're not going to do right now, I'm not going to say we're never going to do it, is we're not going to have patron. We're not going to have things like that. We're not. Perch and I were talking about this before the show, and I, I know most of you are probably clocked off by now, but we've gone over 100 downloads, which is great, and we've not really done any promotion for it. But what we want to do is, for the first bit, is ask you guys, can you please give us a five-star rating? We are across 22 different podcast directories, and that's the main ones on this planet. Um, you don't have the spreadsheet open, do you, by any chance? Uh, I can. I can have it up in, in give me five seconds, and I'll have it. Yeah. Do you want me to, what, do you want me to read out some of the big guns? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Can uh, I just say you're sounding Spotify. you're sounding a bit like Ricky from Last Word on Spurs. I mean, you're really giving it some I'm base. Just, I'm, I'm just trying to get my presenting better. I, I, I love you, Ricky. In. By the way, just need to Podbean. say that because I do. Um, Audible. Um, I think that's some of the big names, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously Audible, Amazon Music. Yeah, yeah, Stitcher, all of them, right? And to our American listeners, and we have quite a few already. We're on Pandora as well. And all we ask is if you can, for the first bit, just give us a five-star rating. That's if you like it. If you don't like it, then you don't need to, please don't give us a one-star rating, but don't give us any rating if you don't like it. But if you do like it, then give us a five-star rating. The second thing we want to say to you is we're going to have a few more guests on over the next coming episodes. We've got a strategy here for the Hot Swirl Way podcast, unlike before when I launched it in 2017, which was just me and a bunch of mates in a pub. We've actually got a strategy now, right? I'm a lot older. And so the next thing we want to do is, because as I said, we've got some guests coming on. Ross couldn't make it, but we're going to have a few classy guests coming on. Um, and if you do want to be on, all we ask you to do is just follow us. Is it, uh, what is, what's our Twitter? I should I should really know it, shouldn't I? Is it a Hotspur Way show? A, yeah, the Hotspur Way podcast. No, no. Oh yeah, Twitter. no. The actual at is at. Oh, yeah, sorry. The app oh, we've botched this, haven't we? This is. You see, this is how no, the, this is how this is how strategy works. You see, me and Percy sit down in a boardroom and we say we're going to talk about this, and then we forget what our Twitter handle yeah. is. At Hotspur Way Show on Twitter. Yeah. So just or X, as it's called now. Oh, what a load of rubbish! Anyway, that's about branding. I, I may one day do a branding podcast. Okay, not right now. It's not for you guys. And so, if you can follow us and DM us at Hotspur Way Show and say, I want to come on. Now, because we've had so many people, just over 100, listen to this, 
I don't know how many of you are going to want to come on. We can't accept everyone, right? So for instance, what I would love you to do, not for instance, but what I would love you to do and what, what Perchy, this is his idea actually, I'm lying, is if you could just voice DM us and say, I want to be on because I want to talk about this, this and this. And we'll listen and then we'll invite you on. It's that simple. And the third thing, I know that we said we were going to do one thing, but the third thing is if you've got any questions, we record every other Tuesday. Uh, we'll let you know before we record normally on Twitter. We're on Instagram now as well. I can't remember what that, that handle is. I'm sure we'll, it'll be somewhere. You can search for it. And on YouTube. I can't remember what that is either. Uh, and on Facebook. I, I think that's Hotspur Away Podcast. Send us in your questions. By the way, the more creative, the better. Okay, so I don't just want questions like, oh, do you think we should sign this centre-back? That's a bit boring. Try and make them creative. And I don't want you to say, oh, do you think we should get rid of Daniel Levy? That's not creative at all. Okay, we all, we all know that he shouldn't be here, but he is. We can't do nothing about it. So try and be a bit creative. I think we've just spent how long? Wow, nearly 10 minutes doing our our marketing and all of this jazz. A bit of plug-in. Yeah, have you got anything to plug, by the way? Uh, listen, I mean, same as always, every time at the Perchy TV on YouTube. Um, yeah, just daily content out there, really, mate. That's the main thing for me. All right, I've got a bone to pick with you. So whenever you're, whenever you're on, whenever I see that the feed is on, and I come on and I leave a comment, you always do the same thing, which is lovely. You, you go, oh, you, you, James, James, top guy. Uh, I know you're like, really, you're pushed for time or whatever. Top guy, you've got to listen to the, you, no, not listen. You always say you've got to watch the show. First of all, it's a podcast. Difficult yeah, no, I do, I do, I do right. forget. And then, and then you no, always forget no what reason. it's you always forget what it's called. <laughs> oh no, do you know what? It's just one of those when when there's so much going on, like I just sort of just rush through. But yeah, no, definitely. I'll, uh, so I'm going to send yeah, you a definitely. script. I'm going to send you a script. Send me, send me. Right the script, there, you definitely. go. And if anyone else wants to send Perchy a script, you can do just uh, DM us at Hotspur Way Show. And um, the funniest one, if you can read out, that would be really good. So if you, if you send in a funny script for Perch to read on his live <laughs> YouTube channels, that would be really cool. But yeah, go ahead and listen. Go ahead and watch them. I was going to say, listen. I mean, you could close your eyes and listen to them, uh, but then you want to see Perch and all his mates. And he's never invited me on. You've never actually invited me on one of these things. You're always is that, is welcome. Right? You, don't, well, you don't need to be invited. That's, that's, that's such a cop out. It's like when you say to someone, listen, I, you've never invited me to your house. Oh, you're always invited. And then you, it's like, well, I'm a bit of a vampire. I mean, you've got to invite me in. I'm be not fair, just going to. I'll be honest. Beyond, everyone thinks it's all done really pristine. So behind the scenes, it's. What, like this show, you mean? It literally, it's, I just turn up and then I'll just send a message and then someone will message me going, can I jump on? Yeah, sure, jump on. Why not? I mean, I'll be honest, that is literally how it goes. And that's how we strategize the Hotspur Way podcast. So send in your questions, <laughs> leave us a five-star review, and we will catch you in... What? Actually, there is one bit of news. You're going to the Barca game, right? I am. And I'm hopefully... The Spurs game. Now, because because Perchy values our friendship so much, he can't do a show straight after because he's going to go and drink some alcohol, which is fine. But the Maybe. day after, the day after... Um, we're going to have a show and you're going to tell us all about it. And if you can, yeah. mate, what I would love you to do is uh, send me over a WhatsApp voice message and then we'll put cool. it up on Twitter as well. So we're actually actually in the in the stadium. Okay? Let us know where it goes. So looking forward to that one. When are we playing? August the 8th? Yeah, 8th of August. Last friendly. All right, perfect, perfect. So, and I think August. our next show is when? Yeah, our next show, I think... Will be on the eighth of August. Well, it will be. Oh, we'll, do the de- well, yeah, we'll do it the day. Well, yeah, we'll do it the day after. Nice. 
9th of August, unless something happens, catastrophic, and maybe we have to do one before then. We've been going for over an hour now. Can't get my words out. Imagine me and, me and Spooky when he comes on here. Uh, two old guys not being able to get their words out, and then you'll have to control us, mate. That's what that's what it's going to yeah. have to be. You have to tell people to watch the um, Hotspur Way podcast. Right. So thank you very much. It's been lovely having you again. And uh, tell your friends about us. If you liked us, leave the five-star review. Send us in your creative questions. We love you loads. Perch, see you later, mate. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye.